So we're speaking on the topic, the wind of me, the wind of me. Uh, and so the scripture opens up here in 2 Timothy. And before I dive into 2 Timothy, I just want to give you a, a quick personal testimony that the Lord just prompted me right now just to share. And, and what's interesting is, as I look back over the last five years of my life, maybe even seven years of my life, I can see how the Lord has directed me. And so I can see how the Lord took us to Fishers, Indiana, my wife and I. And at that time, I think we just had two children at that particular time. I believe our daughter, London, was probably very young, maybe one or two years old at that time. And we went to Fishers, Indiana, and to help with a daughter work that was being planted. And my wife and I went there and worked there for many, many years. And I mean, we would come in early and stay late. When I'm talking about staying late, we were there till one o'clock in the morning for many, many days and doing all these things to prepare throughout the week to make sure that this daughter work was up and running and we would clean and mop and straighten and paint and do all these things to, to get it going. And we just really... Uh, really threw ourselves into that ministry. We were prophesied to by a man of God that we were not going to stay in Fishers, Indiana. It was a man of God that came and spoke to us and prophesied to us and says, you will not remain here, but God is going to move you. Well, he said that word. We went home and said, that man of God must be crazy. We are not leaving this place, so we're not going to receive that word. Uh, and so, you know, we went on and about a year went by and after a year went by we were offered an opportunity to, to move to Columbus Ohio and so I remember my wife and I contemplating that move and we were wondering why in the world would this opportunity even come when we are loving what we do we love the people the church is growing things are happening and it seems like right when things are escalating or coming up God gets a hold of your heart to move you in a different direction. Uh, and so my wife and I thought we prayed and talked to my parents about it. And I remember us discussing, remember that man of God that prophesied it to us about a year ago saying that we would not remain in Fishers, Indiana. And it was that word that came back to our remembrance. And it was that word that we shared with our leadership and with our uh, my father and my mother. And we decide to make that move and listen and obey the word of God. And he transitioned us to Columbus Ohio and while we're there in Columbus Ohio not knowing a soul God positioned us into Bishop Stark's church and Bishop Stark many of you seen him and heard him because why he came and preached our one year anniversary and our installation service right here in this church God placed us under that ministry and on that ministry we, con we connected with Mark Crowder Mark Crowder did a concert here not too long ago and under that ministry we were able to connect with uh, my pastor now, Jeffrey Harpel. Why? Because Jeffrey Harpel's pastor is also Bishop James Stark, who I sat under in Columbus, Ohio. Now you see how dots are just connecting, not knowing that now God was going to move us back to Indiana. I said, well, Lord, why couldn't you just keep us in Indiana if you was just going to bring us back here? But God had a purpose to take us to Columbus, Ohio. And if I would have had a stubborn attitude and said, I'm not moving, then I would have missed out on the blessings of God that he had for 
me and my family. Are you with me right now? Okay, and so we, God moves us back, and I won't go through all the details of why God moves us back, but then uh, we start connecting dots, and even before we came back, my wife and I discussed, uh, we have to stay in Columbus, Ohio. We're moving here, we're moving there, and God's moving us here, and our children are jumping from this school to this school. Any parent know what I'm talking about? We're taking them out of this school. They don't have friends. They, I mean, all these things are happening, and, and we moved back to Indiana. Why? Because we didn't have an attitude of me, but it was about someone else. So we come back here and Bishop Stark connects us with Jeffrey Harpo, my pastor now. And now uh, Jeffrey Harpo becomes my pastor. Well, who does Jeffrey Harpo connect me to? He connects me to Terry Shock. Many of you had Terry Shock. Remember when Terry Shock was here almost two years ago, a year and a half, and now he blessed our church. And he keeps asking me why I haven't had him back yet. So I'm going to have to get Terry Shock back very, very soon. But he was a blessing to this church, an incredible man of God, an excellent teacher. But God was connecting dots for us. But if I would have had a selfish attitude of me saying, I'm not doing it and I'm not listening to the voice of God, it never would have been connected. And so it was Terry Shock who then introduced me to Galen Walters. Galen Walters, that exactly who we were with the last three days, who's a wonderful man of God, a stoop man, and who was able to help us navigate the next three years of Star City Church. But we never would have got to this point if we would have had an attitude, it's all about me. We never would have got to where God want us, wanted us to get to. Matter of fact, we never even probably would have been the pastors of this church if we would have had an attitude of me. But because we were willing to listen to the voice of God when he was speaking to us, telling us to move or to navigate, God opened up opportunities and doors for us. I'm trying to help somebody here right now because you can't have a selfish attitude and get moved by the spirit at the same time. So the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, starting at verse number 1, the scripture says that this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Someone say me. They'll love their own self. The Bible says they'll be covetous. They will see something that someone else wants and they will want what someone else wants because they're never satisfied about what God has given them. Someone say me. They'll be boasters. They'll be proud. They'll be blasphemers. Blasphemers here in the text is interpreted speaking evil. It also means abusive. They will be blasphemers. They will be disobedient to parents. They don't want to listen to authority. They don't want to listen to their parents. Why? Because it's all about them. And it doesn't fit their need. Then they're not going to listen to their authority figures. They will be unthankful. It's amazing how often we have to remind people just to say thank you. Unthankful. Why? Because it's all about them. They feel like they deserve it. They don't need to say thank you because they just deserve it. The Bible says they're unholy. They don't want to walk in a holy lifestyle inward and outward because it's all about them. It says without natural affection, meaning they are unloving. They are truce breakers. They're false accusers. They're incontent. Always wanting more because it's about them. They're fierce, despisers of those that are good. They're traitors, they're heady, they're high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. They will have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. 
Bible says, for of this sort are they which crept into houses. If you have your Bibles, you need to underline that, circle that, whatever you need to do, because that is a very important piece. They have come into your household and let captive silly women laden with sins, led away the divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So we're going to speak here today about the wind of me. People are obsessed with self. They're obsessed with what I feel. They're obsessed with what I believe. They're obsessed with, well, I feel this, and well, I think this, well, I don't like this, and I will choose what I want to do when I want to do it. And I can do this, but don't ask me to do that because, well, it's all about me. It's not about the bigger picture. It's not about other people. It's not about helping others. And it's not, surely it's not about Jesus because if you're about Jesus, there's no way you can be about you. We even enjoy quoting a scripture in Philippians 4, 13. The Bible says, I can do all things. We enjoy quoting that, but the problem is, is that the only way you can do all things is through Christ who strengthens you. See, the reason why people have a misunderstanding of themselves is because they don't understand that it's God that gives them the power to do everything that they're able to do. And see, you and I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the goodness of the Lord. Matter of fact, if I ask you just to lift your hands, you know that's God. God gives you the ability to lift your hands. God gives you the ability to lift your voice. That's why I can do all things, but it's through Christ that strengthens me. Because God can strike you right now with a sickness that doesn't even allow you to lift your hands. So every time you come to the house of God, you ought to lift your hands, lift your voice, and shout with a voice of triumph. Because it's all about Jesus hallelujah we gonna go somewhere tonight are you with me all right you with me amen we gonna see what side is the revival side <laughs> this is why we have a difficult time testifying this is why we have a difficult time teaching Bible studies, because it's about you. Well, I, I don't think I can. I don't think I can do that. I, I don't think I can stand up and tell someone about what God has done for me. Notice I, 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 I get too nervous. I, I, I. That's interesting. Philippians 4 and 13 just said, I. I can do all things, but it's with the help of Jesus Christ. If we take the focus off of just you and what you can do, and you put the focus on what he wants to do through you, then it's no longer about you, it's all about him. People don't even move and come to an altar because it's I. I don't want other people to look at me. I don't want to be embarrassed. I, some people have a struggle asking for help because I, we, we live in a I generation. It's I, it's, it's, it's I. And there's an interesting 
just spirit or sense of entitlement. And that spirit of, uh, that, that, that sense of entitlement is, I call it the age of narcissism. And it's bled into the church. Anyone know what narcissism is? I have the definition here. I, I can tell, I can explain it. It is defined as excessive interest in or admiration of oneself. It's all about me. Me. Don't raise your hand, but I wonder how many people today took a selfie. Oh, nobody. All right. I'm glad I said nobody raised their hand. It got awkwardly quiet in here. I want you to listen to these numbers. Do not put that up on the screen, please. I'm just going to say it. I want you to listen to this. 1.4 trillion, that's with a T, trillion. 1.4 trillion digital photos were taken in 2021. 1.5 trillion have already been taken in 2022. They are anticipating 1.61 trillion in 2023. Listen to this now. 7.8 trillion were stored or saved in 2021. 7.8 pictures were saved on devices. But I wonder if we was to get out devices right now, see how many saved photos and videos we have on our phones. Whew, I'm sure we got a lot. The, look, look what it says here. They are anticipating 10 trillion by 2023, 10 trillion photos. It says the average person takes 450 selfies annually. Some of you are like, I'm above average. Praise God. 450. I did that last weekend. What he says, what you talking about? Because you got to take at least 25 in one position because it's only that one that's right. And then it's amazing how we'll take 20 in one position, choose one, and then put filters on it. What's the point in putting the filter on it? Amen. I've seen people, they were a different color when I met them in person. I seen them online. I was like, you, you was a little bit darker when I seen... You, 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 you were a little lighter when I seen you online. What? They're totally different. 450 selfies taken annually by the average person. It says here that the average person will take 25,000 selfies in their lifetime. But it categorizes that in the millennials. The millennials will take 25,000 selfies in their lifetime. There's a study out there that proves, proves that selfies ruin self-confidence, but yet people still do it. Why? Because it's all about me. There's some pictures here of some books here because it's all about the brand of you. And uh, there's all type of books out there that talk about the brand of you. The brand of you is all about you. It's all about you. It's all about promoting you. We see many preachers and teachers that promote their brand. It's all about them. All the focus is on them. All the focus is on them. It's all about me. And that's why we must be careful about having this wind of me take over your life. Hallelujah. This message is for the church, but it's to the people in the church.
because a wind of me, if you allow the wind of me to take over your life and consume you, it will ruin your marriage. Winds of me ruins marriages. Mm -hmm. Winds of me causes best friends to not even talk to each other no more. Winds of me will put clicks in the church and clicks in every other area and age culture. And that's what winds of me do because winds of me, it's all about me. I'm not talking to you. Won't you come talk to me? That's what a wind of me would do. Because it's about me. And I, and I can hold my head up high because I'm somebody or doing something. But we got to get rid of this wind of me and allow a wind of the spirit to take over your life. Uh, because the wind of you and the wind of the spirit cannot act simultaneously together. Either you got to get rid of you and allow God to move or God's going to step back and wait on you to get rid of you. We cannot continue to say, I want more of you, but yet you got more yourself. Mm -hmm. I want more, I want, we sing all these songs, but yet you are stopping God from doing what he wants to do in your life. God is too great, but he won't go past your self-will. We serve a great God that can do all things at any time. But yet if he sees you wanting to do what you want to do, he'll say, mm -mm, I don't got time for that. I will go to somebody else that's willing to serve me. I will go to somebody else that will present their bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. Mm -hmm. And we wonder why we're missing out on the blessings of God. It's because you're steady blowing you instead of allowing the wind of God to take over your life. And see this wind of me. Uh, oh man, well, help me Lord. Well, I'm going to just say it. Okay. I'm just preaching. This wind of me will cause you to be single and alone for the rest of your life. Ain't nobody, ain't, no, ain't nobody trying to talk to somebody and you all about yourself. You all about yourself. You don't need nobody else. You just be single and lonely for the rest of your life because you all about you anyway. You don't need nobody else but you. Amen. Nobody talks to me and, I'm, and, and every time I go uh, coming to the church and no one says anything to me, who are you talking to? Notice what you just said to me. Nobody talks to me. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks to me. No one does anything for me. No one does this for me. Well, what have you done for somebody else? Jesus came to save us from our own sin and they kept denying him. But he says, I love you so much. I'm still going to go to the cross and die for you. The Bible says he came into his own and his own received him not. But the Bible also says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Me. Me. It's all about me. We live in a generation of me. We live in a generation. It's me. It's me. It's my feelings. It's my hurt. It's me. It's me. 
when did this walk with God become about you? When, when, when did that happen? Something went wrong when we lost our focus off of him and we start focusing on us. Mm -hmm. See, a wind of me will cause depression. A wind of me will cause anxiety. Mm -hmm. A wind of me causes high stress. Why? Because you're about you. I can't control this situation. This is out of my hands. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So it's all about you, what other people think about you, what other people are saying about you. You get all stressed. And I've seen people get so worried and stressed and, and, and anxious, they begin to shake. And if you ask them, what is going on? Well, I, I, I. I, I, I. I'm telling you, if you have, you get very anxious and nervous, if you would change your eyes into him, I'm telling you, God will come in and touch your body right then. Mm -hmm. If you can change your eyes to him, God will come and touch you right then. But he cannot move upon someone that's all about me. And if you allow yourself to get so worked up and worried so much, then it becomes a disorder. That's right. That's when it becomes a disorder, but it never would get to a disorder if you stop focusing on you, focusing on me, and put your eyes to him. So are you calling the Bible a lie? Because the Bible just said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That's what Jesus said. And if we can do all things, then we must be able to overcome the things of me. I pulled this article from uh, this article. It was called uh, Psychology Today. This article says this, anxiety is both a mental and physical state of negative expectations. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is both a mental and physical state of negative expectations. It says anxiety can be considered the price we humans pay. This is what they wrote. Anxiety can be considered the price we humans pay for having the ability to imagine the future. <laughs> but my Bible says that the Lord told Jeremiah, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. He says thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So why are you thinking about your future through the lens of me and see your future through the lens of God? Because I don't care what is happening around me or what people have to say about me. I'm not going to see my tomorrow through the lens of you or through the lens of my own eyes. But I'm going to see my tomorrow through the lens of Jesus Christ. And if God thinks peace about me and if he's going to bring me to an expected end then I'm going to praise him in advance for the things I don't even know that's coming but I've got to believe that if God be for me who can be against me so therefore he's worthy of the praise if I've got about a hundred praises in here clap your hands unto the Lord magnify the name of Jesus because he's going to bring you to an expected end Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
I feel God's spirit, so I'm, I, I, I'm going to move this. I'm, I'm going to move this here. I, I, have, I have more meat here, but I, I, I'm going to move this uh, along here. It's amazing here because we have a choice today. It's going to be about me or it's going to be about we. What's interesting here is I have a picture here. I find it very interesting that our constitution actually starts with these words, we the people. We the people of the United States. But it sure seems like we live in a me the people and not a we the people of the United States. I don't know about you, but it sure seems that way to me. It seems like people only care about me. It's not about your neighbor. It's not about your friend. It's not about trying to be a help. No, it's all about me. That's what it's all about. And you have a choice today to make a decision. Are you going to be about you or are you going to be about him? Because there's a strong wind that is attacking individuals in this church that is causing you to be all about yourself and you are missing out on what God wants to give to you because you can't get off of yourself. And so therefore it's causing arguments in the home, it's causing arguments with family members, it's causing all type of division everywhere. You're wondering where this division is coming from. You need to look in the same mirror that you get dressed in because I'm here to tell you it's you my friend because you're all about me and somebody here today needs to have a mind change needs to have a heart change that I'm going to focus more on Jesus because you cannot be about Jesus and be about yourself you can't be about the body of Christ and be about yourself you can't love your neighbors and be about yourself you can't love your enemies and be about yourself I'm glad we serve a savior that wasn't about himself Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't worry. I, I'm prepared for tonight. I'm not nervous one bit. I know exactly where I'm going. Be because we have to move beyond me. And it's a strong wind. But the spirit of God, his wind is greater. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 4 speaks of when Jesus was getting ready to choose his disciples. <laughs> Boy. Can I pause here for a moment? See, when, when, when we come to the house of God, when we have a spirit of him and not me, you don't put all of the weight on the preacher to carry the entire service. This is not notes here. This is just inspiration of the Holy Ghost. You don't put the weight on the preacher. Come on, preacher. Make it good tonight. Come on, preacher. I'm ready to go home already tonight. Come on, preacher. I'm barely here right now, but you, you got to make something happen to, to stir me up. 
I've had many people say, preach me happy, preacher. And I, it's okay. I mean, hey, if you want to say that to me, that's all right, because I can preach you happy. Oh, trust me. I, I, I can do that. that. That anointing is on me. I'm not worried about that. But I'd rather look someone in the eye and the face and let you know that if you don't change you, it doesn't matter how happy you are. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. God will never take you to a place that you need to be because you're all about you. And I don't care how good I preach or what I say, it's always going to be, ha, huh? that's all right. I've heard better. I've already been told that once, right? So, yeah. You see that's still on my mind. I got to pray. I got to pray about that. <laughs> yeah. That's a family prayer inside joke. It's okay. I gotta, I gotta, Lord's got to help me through that right there. And so, come on, preacher. Uh-uh. No, no, this is about us. We all come to church with the same expectation. We all come to the house of God saying, I'm going to lift my hands and lift my voice because I've come to receive something from him. It's not about the preacher. It's not about the singing or your favorite song, but I've come to receive something from him. I want you to know we can have no singing. We can have no preaching. If we just walked into the house of God and begin to say, Lord, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Lord, uh, speak to me, Lord. Uh, we can have a great time in the Lord without any formality. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Uh -huh. Now, I, I, come on, sit down. I, I want to talk to you for a moment. I want to talk to you. We're going to go to the next level, but I, I want to dig a little bit. All right? We're going to go higher, but we need to dig a little bit more. Because... We, we can become, uh, uh, how do I want to say this? We can become people that are attracted to atmosphere. We're, we're attracted to atmosphere and we're attracted to a certain type of preaching. But we're not coming because we're attracted to him. Because even when the atmosphere is not what I would like it to be, or even when my preaching is not what I think it should be, I'm so attracted to him that I can still come into the house of the Lord and receive something from him. Mm -hmm. But when you're all about me, it's all about the singing, it's all about the sound, it's all about the atmosphere, it's all about the preacher. And if those things don't line up, then I'm walking out of here saying, well, that disappointed me. When we got people coming in this church from all four quarters of this city saying, I want more of him. And you come in here with an attitude saying, it's all about me. Help us, Lord, to come in here with the right mindset that we can be a blessing to somebody else. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me dig. Come on. Let, let me preach to you. Let me preach to you. We're going to get out of here. We're going to go home. But the wind of me blows too strong. Mm -hmm. The wind of me blows too strong. And we need the wind of the spirit to blow stronger. That's what I come for. I come from a moving of his spirit. Hallelujah. That's what I need when I preach. I need his spirit. I need him. 
if I'm up here all about me, then I, what's the point? But we got to remove off self. Self will stop you from getting baptized. Self will stop you from repenting of your sins because you say, well, I am okay. I'm better than that person over there. I live my life a little bit better than that person, so I must be okay. I, self, this selfish attitude will stop you from changing your life. That me win will stop you from surrendering all to him. You give up so much, but then you only go so far. Why? Because I need this, and I need that, and I need to be connected to this. I said that this morning. I'll say it again. God can remove any situation, any addiction, any nicotine. I don't care if it's a cigarette. I don't care if it's marijuana. I don't care if it's alcohol. I don't care if it's pornography. I don't care what it is in your life. He can remove anything in your life. He can remove fornication. He can remove adultery. He can remove cheating. He can remove lying. He can remove cussing. He can remove every single thing that hinders you, that you think you need in your life I'm telling you we don't need any of that we just need Jesus has anybody in here ever been changed by Jesus when you thought you needed drugs Jesus came into your life when you thought you needed alcohol Jesus came into your life when you thought you needed a cigarette Jesus came into I feel like rejoicing why because Jesus came into my life and we need a wind of the spirit to take over our life <laughs> Jesus 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 If we got rid of the wind of me, we wouldn't complain about being at church at any time. It's amazing how we can sacrifice on jobs. We'll work over. We'll stay late. We'll come in early. We'll do all type of things for that job because it's about you, because it's about your paycheck. But, oh, don't stay late at church. That clock better not go past 8 o'clock. I'm already checking out. That preacher better not go too long. That song, won't you end that song right now? Uh-huh. Now, sometimes we do need to stop preaching. Sometimes some songs do need to stop. I understand that. Hey, Amen. There's sometimes I'm preaching, I'm like, oh, but I'm done. <laughs> the spirit has left. But it's all about you. Because it's about your comfort. Mm-hmm. And the spirit of you will cause you to not like being uncomfortable because it's about you. Amen. But I find in scripture when Jesus went to go choose his disciples in Matthew chapter number four, that when he went and called them, the Bible says that they immediately dropped everything. That's what your Bible says. I wish I had some radical people. I, I'm really trying to challenge someone's heart here today. I need some teenagers that will be radical. I need some campus kids that'll be radical. I need some young adults that'll be radical. I need some elderly saints that'll be radical. I wish somebody in here would drop the me agenda and say, I'm going to focus on him. And I don't care what I need to do. Lord, you tell me to go and I will follow. I need the spirit of God to blow upon somebody in here. I may not get 100% participation, but if I can 
can get a few teenagers and a few young adults and a few campus kids to say I'm done with me I'm done with me but I'm going to allow the wind of the spirit to blow over my life now's the time come on let's lift our hands and lift our voice magnify the name of Jesus in 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 the name of Jesus blow Lord blow Lord let the wind of the Holy Ghost blow let the wind of your spirit blow we've got to get off of ourselves. we got to stop being so selfish it's about you Jesus I sing because of you I worship because of you I pray unto you I dance because of you in the name of Jesus stop worrying about what your neighbor thinks about you and magnify the name of Jesus Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He go both say I sit he alabahaya. Tell you something. Listen to you. Listen to me now. A spirit, a wind of me, will cause you to walk away from the church. A wind of me will cause you to hate your brothers and sisters. I've seen places, and I thank the Lord. I don't believe it's here. If it's here, Lord, show it to me right now. I've seen places where people will refuse to sit next to some people in the church because it's a wind of me. That is hatred. That is racism. It's prejudice. It is not of God. That stuff can happen in the world, but it will not happen in the church. Not God's people. The world can hate themselves. The world can have racism. The world can have prejudice. But I don't care if you're Hispanic. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're young. I don't care if you're old. I don't care who you are. I'm going to worship the Lord with you together. But if you let a wind of you get a hold of yourself, you'll, you'll be prejudiced. You'll have racism. You'll have hatred. And that's not God. That's not God. I feel a boldness come upon me. The word nigger didn't come from God. The word cracker didn't come from God. What they call y'all, spinks or something? The word spink didn't come from God. That are, those are words from the world. Those are things that are of the world. But that is not in the church. That is not in the house of God. We will be one. We will be unified. We will be together. Why? Because there's a wind of the spirit that is blowing in this house. Somebody magnify the name of the Lord.
in Jesus name See, I'm trying to wake us up because we've been asleep for too long. We've been sleeping the spirit for too long. Sleep for too long. We had an absolute outbreak last Sunday night. I mean, there was praise and worship. I just love it. But then God got a hold of my heart and say they can dance all they want, but if they all about themselves, there would be no change. Let me tell you something right now. This is where it starts. Put that scripture up right now, please. Second Timothy chapter three, starting at verse number six. This is where it starts, though. The Bible says, for of this sort. What is it talking about? What sort is it talking about? Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That's what verse number five said. Of this sort, it has crept into your house. You've allowed a spirit of me to get in your home. You've allowed a spirit of it's all about me to get in your house to where we'll talk about other members. We'll talk about other saints and that's not the will of God. You'll talk about other people and that's not the will of God. God hasn't shown me anybody. He hasn't shown me names, but I'm telling you, God has given me a word for this church to help us to go to the next level because there's an elevation in the Holy Ghost that is for Star City Church, but we got to get it out of our homes. The only reason why it can come into the church if it starts in your house. But I wonder, do I have any people right now uh, that would rise up uh, and say, it's not going to be in my house. It's not going to be in my house. But as for me, in my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Uh, Come on, lift your hands and lift your voice uh, because this is how we overcome. 